So there's been a, a lot of surprises, both good and bad, this year. I think today we should take time to talk about the basically the main things that surprised all of us individually this year. Let's do it. What, what, what we got? I have I have three that I like. Yeah, I think we should all give three. That's probably a good number I to keep three, it even. Two. Let's go for it. All right. So, I, you want to give your first one, Donovan? Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I'm very very shocked. Like, so before the season, all of us kind of like gave the heat our, like their respect and we're all like listen yeah yes. you have to y'all, y'all didn't want to give them respect first off i need to point that out i did i wanted to give them respect yeah i don't blame you for it i didn't want to like you but it's just a respect thing bro i was raised i gave them thought. a c minus we're grading them as contenders i gave them a c plus and people yeah. cooked me like how'd you put the calves above them but yeah you didn't really listen, want to the, you were listen, the, the calves the calves are good they, yeah. the calves are good yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're certainly i think we, we talked about them a lot last week but i'm actually kind of shocked that Miami started off this slow, like the yeah. the four the four and seven right now, and they they just haven't looked the same. And it's like you would think that. Tell me why. I oh, feel no, like the team I've watched the least this year. I don't for some reason you know it's hard to watch every team the first few weeks. Let me know what you think their main problem is off the off the top. Okay, so right now I think that the main problem for them specifically is the defense because I think we can't mm. we can't we came into the season knowing that. Knowing that the offense is still going to be kind of clunky, like they their half court offense was was really really bad last year. It was probably going to be the same thing this year, even if Kyle Lowry like steps it up. But I mean that was also another thing that I that I had said I expected kind of a boost in Kyle Lowry after he gets a full off season with Miami, and that just hasn't happened yet. But in terms yeah. of in terms of defense, where they've like made their mark, so a couple things are a couple things are, are the are the problem. One is the three point percentage for them, in terms of like opponent three point percentage, that's gone up, right? Last year, well, that's kind of luck at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of variance. But, but that's and so like that's not necessarily like a structural mm-hmm. thing, but it's something that yeah. that's happening, and so it's it's yeah. caused it's causing the defense to suffer a little bit. Last year they were at thirty four percent. That number's gone up to like thirty nine percent, which is a, a pretty big difference. Just yeah. Well, maybe that's a good sign then that positive regression is coming because that's unsustainably high. So, like, we'll a lot see. of times the earliest season defense is good or bad shooting luck. Like, the Lakers right now are, like, a top-five defense, but some of it's because teams have They're been They're not a top-five defense anymore. Bad. That's a goddamn lie. They okay, get their yeah. backs blown out by the Utah Jazz twice, <laughs> and now they're mid as hell, number 15, all right? So, you got to relax <laughs> okay, on that. Okay. 15. Yeah, yeah, bro. Either way, that, that brings my point further. Ready. He's they were, ready to get this Lakers hit off. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that shows my point even further because beginning of the year, they were number two, which was small sample size, good shooting luck against them. Now they fell back down. So, I guess, do you think when the shooting luck inevitably goes back into Miami's favor, do you think you see them going back up, or is there bigger structural issues? We'll see, because the other structural issue is that last year, the rim defense was was also better, right? The, in, terms mm-hmm. of, like, in terms of, like, frequency and how people are getting to the rim, that number stayed relatively the same. Last year, they were at 66% defending the rim. This year, yeah. that, that number has gone up to 70%. People are scoring 70% Yikes. at the rim against them. It's it's super freaking high, and yeah. so like when PJ Tucker's not there, and that's now yeah, that's what I was waiting for. yeah when when PJ when PJ Tucker isn't there, and you have Bam getting into all of these actions, and now he's the only one who's like putting out all of these fires on the perimeter. There's nobody to stop anybody from getting to the rim, and exactly they're just it's just a turnstile. And so that's probably the biggest issue that I see with them. They're going to have to make a move to go get somebody yeah. to play perimeter defense for them. Because if they don't, like, they're they're cooked, right? You don't like, think Caleb Martin's the answer? <laughs> come on. Or is it Cody? Which one do they have? I forgot. They, they have Cody. Okay, Cody. They have My Cody. bad. Who, who My they, bad. Gave, they gave an extension to. 
He's nice. Yeah, they, they, he's solid. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to say he's good. bad, but when you're plugging him into the lineups instead of P.J. Tucker, it's just he's not solving the issues that P.J. left behind. And I think that was the big issue that people like me and other people that have more critiques of Miami going into the yeah. season was that they didn't fill that hole at all, and you're seeing it early in the season. Now, I do have faith in them a little bit that they're going to find ways to fill that hole and adjust their schemes accordingly over time, but it is a big issue, like you said. But it's hard to... Listen, the, the things that are like... The two things in the NBA that are at premium is guys who can defend really, really well and guys who yeah. shoot. Like those guys just don't grow on trees. And so if you're going to yeah. go and make a move to get that, what one, what are you giving up to go get that? And who's going to be available in that market? Because again, nobody's just giving out three and D guys. If you can have one of those guys yeah. like, on your team, you're going to keep them. So I don't all they got to What's offer up? is fucking Duncan Robinson in this podcast audience. I'm like, that's it, bro. No one's making a move for them, to be honest. They got Donovan Smoot out there playing fucking shooting guard. <laughs> listen, listen, I listen. You you get me. You get me in the gym two hours with, with the with the shooting gun. I can give you ten minutes. I can, <laughs> I can give you ten minutes. I promise you that. Listen, then it sounds. Then you better hit the heat. You'll earn ninety million dollars. Yeah. That's all I'm hearing. I'm listen. First off, and. If we talk about like the heat in the grand scheme of things, though, like they've they've done a really good job of getting off of like these bad contracts. Because remember, they gave Whiteside ninety six million dollars, and they were able to like figure out a way around that. Crazy then times. they go and give Duncan Robinson ninety million dollars. I think this is the first time where they haven't been able to get that like get from under that. And I think I think they would really appreciate it if they had ninety million dollars to play with to go get a solid three and D guy because he's on like. The guys that you would need to be on the floor to offset the defense, they are unplayable yeah. together. You can't play hero Duncan lineups yeah. because you're getting cooked all the time. So, like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know you, what the um, move is right now for them. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned hero Mo. I want to hear it from you because we've heard a lot of Donovan so far. Um, <laughs> obviously, PJ Tucker being gone is a big issue defensively. Do you think that starting Tyler Hero full time and having more of him? It less of the defensive players is also an issue. Like, sure, not yeah. having that four to play rim defense doesn't help, but is it also lack of perimeter play that's making it hard for the bigs? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was gonna touch on that while Donovan was going while Donovan was in his bag. Like their bench is absolutely peaceful. Man, that takes who they fucking have. Who who is on their bench? They have Desmond Bain. Then they have some Desmond I, Bain. Ben, my bad. Not they got Dwayne. Desmond Bain over there. No, 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 no. My bad. If they had Desmond Bain, now that team would be different. That team would be genuinely yeah, that, different. This would but be some answers now. Also, also, my, my bad. My Dwayne, bad. Dwayne, they have yeah. they have Caleb. They have Caleb Martin. Cody's in. in I Charlotte. knew it. You're over here setting me up. I knew that. I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Y'all better than me. I don't know the difference, and I will never put in the effort to know the difference between them. Anyway, the fact got, that they're both C makes it tough. Yeah, exactly. It's hella hard. But they got Dwayne Dedman on the bench, and then after that, they have of course Duncan Victor Oladipo. Victor, I forgot about Victor Oladipo, but yeah, he supposedly hasn't been making any noise. And I feel like the Miami Heat, a lot of Miami Heat fans would have probably, I'm assuming, could be wrong, but they would have, I feel like they would have put a lot of power and leeway into someone like Victor Oladipo to go ahead and carve his way into oh, yeah. potentially being a starter Bro, or whatever the case may be. They thought he was their savior. Yeah, All exactly. summer, all we heard was, Oladipo's back in shape. He didn't look like himself. He's going to be the guy that takes us to the top. Yeah. Oladipo is not your savior. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even. I, to be honest, I like I've been trying my best to avoid Miami Heat games just because there's no real appeal to watching them play basketball. The last time, the only the first time this season that I've watched them play Harsh. was <laughs> when uh, 
I caught the very end of the Trailblazers game when they got dead in by uh, what's his name again? Josh by Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah, exactly. But to go back to the that question, was, that, was, that was a good shot. Yeah, it was a great shot. But to get back to the question, like it's hell out there in a real sticky situation because if you try to go ahead and put Tyler Hero back on the bench, morally he's just not gonna have him, bro. His ego is too big. He got a yeah. huge bag on him, and like. The Miami Heat, how they are, they have no issues clearly putting someone who on the bench who's making a fuckload of money, but someone like Tyler Hero, he's just not going to have that. Yeah, We're talking a lot about their defense, but like in the day, they're still 11th in defense, which like yeah. maybe they need to be a little bit higher to be the team they really want to be, but I'm definitely more concerned about their offense. Absolutely. Like They've never been a like stupendous offensive team, at least in the regular season, because Jimmy doesn't quite put in the playoff Jimmy effort all the time. But right now they're 20th in offensive rating, and I think a big reason why is they have like no rim presence, which is like a common theme among these teams that struggle in offense early in the season, like we saw with the Warriors when we look at their numbers. But they're 25th in rim volume and 21st in rim efficiency. When yeah. you start Tyler Hero and you have your playmakers out there all the time, you would hope that prioritizing ball handling like that makes it so you're creating penetration and creating looks at the rim. But that hasn't been the case, so I don't know. I don't think they're reaping the benefits of giving him more burn that they hope they would. Yeah, bro. I can't. Uh, I wish I could speak on the Miami Heat, but they're just a team that just has no real appeal, bro. To me, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like I, I I'd rather watch the their Orlando Magic than the Miami Heat this season. Being a completely yeah. honest, yeah, I don't find them terribly interesting either. Like I respect them for what they do, and the Heat culture is real. But I find myself not watching them as much as I should, just because lack of interest. But I, I'm gonna give it a couple of weeks watching more games of theirs before I really like have strong opinions about it. Yeah. But I, I see I see the issues, but I still believe they can possibly come back from them. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. to sweat about at all. I'm I'm very well, I'm I, very you sweat a little bit. You sweat a little bit. I sweat more I sweat more over about the the Warriors than the Miami personally. Yeah, higher expectations, yeah. 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 But it's, it's before fair. we keep going with this. What's up? Oh, do you want me to get something else to say about the Heat? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was about to go because Mo, Mo brought up, uh, he brought up the the magic. But what, what, are, what are you gonna say real quick? Before we get any further into this, well, we have three disappointing or surprising in any way teams for you guys. First, we gotta do what we always do at the start of the show. We gotta give y'all our reactions to your NBA hot takes. Let's Ooh. do it. Let's. You thought I forgot? I, I didn't forget this time. I, 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 I low key, I low key forgot all this, all this heat talk, all this heat bashing talk got me. <laughs> Yeah. Got, got me Sometimes else. we forget, but not today. So, as always, I got a list of NBA hot takes for you guys. Y'all let me know if these are W takes or L takes. First off, Rudy Gobert says that Jalen Brown is better than Anthony Davis. That's a W That's take. That's an L take. That's an L take. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm just kidding. Jalen Brown has listen. not been that good this season whatsoever. He's been good, but not to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's been fine. Jalen Brown's been Jalen Brown, but just <laughs> the Anthony Davis hate. I just, I hate that every time I'm made to be this Anthony Davis apologist on the show. But come on, he's you, still, a, he's still a great player. Stop. You have to realize guy. why it is though. Like the expectations were just next level. I saw some highlights yeah. of Anthony Davis back when he was in New Orleans, bro. I saw him cross two people, not one but two at one time. Listen, you remember New Orleans, the Anthony too? Davis is not walking through those doors. Give it up. He's still like the twelfth or thirteenth at worst best player in the NBA, and that's still. A better player than Jalen. Wow, Brown. Oh, he went from seven to ten to now twelve to thirteen. Does that Listen, not tell you something? I have him like nah, you know, you know I have him <laughs> higher, but just being realistic where everybody else has him, like he's at worst like thirteen or fourteen. I'll, I'll give you listen, I'll I'll give you I'll give you A D over Jalen Brown. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm I'll, taking I'll that. I have Thank I, you. yeah, I'll take that for sure. I hate that the internet makes me to like argue against Jalen Brown so much, but people overrate yeah. him so much on social media. I'm like, let me enjoy him for what he is without you trying to turn him into Paul George right now. Like, <laughs> 
think that man is T-Mac ASAP, bro. Holy shit. Bro, they fucking love him because he's just like, he's a prototypical wing. He, he's on the Celtics. He looks, physically, he looks like an appealing player that seems like he'd be like that type of two-way wing you want. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> caught me right. I was like, what do you mean no. physically a appealing player? <laughs> no, Where are you going with player? this he's right six, now? Eight, <laughs> the 6'8 <six>, wing. That <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? The type of player you think would be this a star. This man is scouting for real, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> hilarious. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Next take. <laughs> okay. MJ says that Kyrie and Braun are a top five duo ever. Ah. What is it? That's a good one. What is it? I'm going I'm to give w this a take. W take. Yeah. I'm going to say okay. W take. You got to think. But they're, they're five. They're five. The four okay. ahead of them are Steph and KD. Naturally. Uh, Jordan and Pippen. Shaq, mm-hmm. Shaq and Kobe. Magic Kareem. And then, okay. and then yeah. we got, and then we got LeBron, Kyrie, and that's insane hmm. to say. You're absolutely right about that. But I wait. It, go ahead, Isaac. Is LeBron and Kyrie a better duo than LeBron and Wade? I think they I feed think, off of each I think other a lot. Yes, I think yes, but only because we we were able to get prime Kyrie and prime Bron for longer, and by the end of year two, we weren't able to get prime Wade. So like, okay, so like if we had gotten that. In oh eight oh nine, yeah. then yes, yeah. But but we were we were able to just get a little bit more longevity out of the other two. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I don't. I think I'm this is. I understand why people would argue with this because these two LeBron and LeBron and Kyrie, of course, they played a lot together, but they didn't produce a lot together, or at least as much as they should have, because of just injuries on Kyrie's end of things, and also like a premature exit out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, yeah, I was going to say that. The fact, top five for sure. They're just that yeah. stupid. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you and say it can be five, but I think we could probably think of a few more that could overtake it if we really tried. The one that I was struggling with that, like, was on the borderline was Bird and Mikhail. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And so, but it's like, would you, like, would you want Bird, Bird and Mikhail or would you want Bron and Kyrie? Right? Like, like, I don't know. Like, is, is Kyrie is Kyrie that much of a better player than Kevin McHale or vice versa? Like, are we just saying that's, is that's, he what, player than Kevin that's what that's what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. that would be that would be the conversation. And so I think wherever whichever side that you land on there, that's what your answer is gonna be. Yeah. Are we sure? I mean, so obviously Katie and Steph are number one. Katie and Draymond? I, 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 I do and Kyrie a better duo than that. You, you I mean, mean, I mean, I mean, Steph, my bad, my bad. Steph and Draymond, Steph and Draymond. Steph and Draymond. Oh that's my god. I'm, Potentially, <laughs> if we're just talking, Steph and Draymond's probably a better duo. Like they're if Steph we're talking about okay. like building, if we're talking about like building a team, and like like if this if this was this was my team, if this was ultimate team, and you get like the two players where you could build your, where you could like start your franchise with, yeah, that that's an elite duo. Yeah, again, top a uh, top five walking offense in terms of prime, yeah. top five walking offense and Steph, top five walking defense and Draymond, and now you have both sides just playing well off each other. That pick and roll is deadly. Like that's. That's kind of nice. That is it's nice. probably a better duo, for being honest. Like they they've proven it. They've won multiple championships together without KD. They're the most impactful offensive player of the yeah. past twenty years. Probably the most impactful defensive player of the last twenty years. Like, yeah, I want to say you're t- right, kinda, but kinda this, tough. the little the little kid in me, the iconic in me, just wants to say hell no. Even though basketball wise, you're absolutely right about that. I still just want to say no though, just to disagree with you. You just want to watch a better mixtape? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm all about the bag. Yeah. He, well, listen, you wouldn't have Steph Curry's mixtape without Draymond's impact, so... This man is a Julian Newman disciple. Oh, don't, don't ever just <laughs> like, holy shit, man. 
That's the old disrespectful <laughs> thing anyone has ever said to me in my life. <laughs> okay, okay. Last take. Then we can get back to the surprising teams. Swish says that Luca is the best player in the NBA right now. I'll take because Giannis is simple and plain. Mm. You're right. Obviously, I'll take. But is Luca number two right now? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's playing yeah. like it in his he's, first ten games of the year. He's playing better than than Jokic yeah. right now. I think there's. But a, I don't know if we, I don't know if we can crown him over Steph Curry. Like, sure for these ten game sample size, he's put up better numbers. But Steph's probably still the better player. Steph's numbers are ridiculous too. Ah, that's right really, now though. That's are you really ready to say Luke is a better player than Steph Curry? Would you rather take him for a totality of the season? I mean, probably not. But ah. like, still, but like right now though, like uh. it's a ticky tack conversation right now. It's got to be Steph in my opinion, but I, I get why you'd say that. But I'm not willing to give up the title yet. All right, that's fair. Either either way, I'd rather be the last one. I'd rather be the Dallas last one to dethrone Steph than the first one. Yeah, I'll give that okay, to him. Fair. Fair. Nice. Well, those are our hot takes, so we can get back to rattling off our teams that have disappointed us or surprised us in a good way. Not Donovan, I mean, Mo, you want to give your first one? Uh, Yeah, I, I can go ahead and give you guys my first one. One of the teams that on the lowest key that have been disappointing for me is, like, the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, if you go ahead and look at the standings mm. right now, as you speak, I think they're, like, the eighth seed. And in the Western Conference, like, I think on average, that's what, what most people would assume them to be, around the eight to – eight seven six range or whatever and like yeah. they're living up to that hype but like in terms of just like what's disappointing to me i knew the defense was going to be asked like they don't really have any real defenders herb jones cannot guard everyone he's not jesus christ dude you do yeah. what you do damn but, near damn near yeah exactly <laughs> but zon has been just a little bit disappointing even though his numbers are damn good it's just like when it comes to zion williams yeah. you have like extraordinary expectations when you think about what he did in the second year in the NBA, you know? And so I understand what's something that has to also be factored into them being kind of disappointing is like, Hey, yo, maybe I'm talking myself out of this, but Brandon Ingram did miss a couple games <laughs> because like he had, a yeah, concussion. yeah that, that's exactly so, what it is. Like, exactly. Maybe they aren't as disappointing, but Zion Williamson, regards to the fact has been just a little underwhelming. He hasn't been asked. Or no, he's like been, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just look, if you just be as simple as possible and just look at the basic numbers. Yeah. In his last full season, he shot sixty-one percent effective field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, and at the rim, he shot sixty-seven percent. He's down to sixty-five percent at the rim and just a fifty-five effective field goal percentage. Yeah. Because he's shooting mid-range shots at a twenty-six percent clip, which <laughs> is not good. So basically, what that means with mid-range shots for him means floater range, so yeah. like outside the paint, but you know, not at the rim, but in the paint. And for those that have not been dropping at all, do you have which his, basically? Do, do you have his offensive rebounding rate? Because I know the last the last time that he was in, he was getting something stupid like half of his offensive yeah. rebounds. I'll grab that in a second. Yeah. But more specifically, back to the shooting percentage, it's because in his first in the last year when he was insane, eighty one percent of his shots were at the rim, which is a fucking insane amount to just be able to get to the rim every single play and shoot there eighty one percent of the time. Like that's insanely abnormal. Now we're down to seventy three percent. And that 8% of shots has gone to short mid-range shots, which means floaters. So what that basically means is he's not blowing by his guys easily and getting to the rim. He's settling for those floater range shots, which are typically through contact. And that's why he's shooting so poorly at them. And when you watch them play, you see that. That he's still trying to force the same amount, but he doesn't quite have that burst in his handle as good as it should be or as good as it was a couple years ago. So I'm thinking that comes back with time. Yeah, definitely. But if it doesn't, that'll be an issue. I think, listen, I think think that's that's a key. So also... His free throw rate is gonna is gonna go up. I think the the as long mm. as he stays aggressive, like 
he's he's going to get to the line. He's too big. He's too physical. People are just bouncing off of him. And so I expect his I expect him to start taking more free throws. But if you look at New Orleans, like again, they're six in offense. And yeah. so they're they're six in offense. They're doing what they're supposed to do on that end of, of the floor. Without Brandon Ingram too. And, for a lot of it. And and that's I want to see another ten games from New Orleans before mm-hmm. I start saying, "Oh, th- they're kind of disappointing." Because, like we've said, Z- listen, Zion, Zion missed missed a couple games. Ingram has missed a couple games, that too. and there's four guys on that team that that can be like a legitimate offensive option in Ingram, McCullum, Zion, and Jonas. And we're this is the first time that they've all really played together. So let's get another ten game sample, yeah. see what they look like you know, closer to Thanksgiving, closer to Christmas. And then we can start saying if they're like disappointing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and right and I think, if, if, I think if you look at the games they lost, like they've lost five games so far. Are like four of those, the ones that didn't have Ingram? Pretty I'm, much. I'm talking on my ass. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I feel like it is. Uh, so like, uh, and, yeah, I have no, I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. So they, way, so they lost, they lost to, so when they lost to to the Lakers, they didn't have they didn't have Bi. Yep. And then whenever I'm going I'm going through the schedule right now. They lost to the Suns without Bi as well. So yeah. I think two of those losses were without Bi. Yeah. So like I mean, small sample size. That's the difference between being like the third seed and being the eighth seed right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm with Donovan. I'm not too worried about him yet. Yeah. Their defense has been like it's what they're eleventh right now or something like that. No, no, no it's way like worse. That. I think it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're fifteenth. They're fifteenth in defense, so they're they're yeah, league well, average. Cleaning the glass as their thirteenth, which is cleaning the glass okay. filters out garbage time. So that's not that's kind of better than what we expected, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, listen, they're they're they're, they're five hundred right now. Again, I we just really need to see them healthy with a cohesive unit because the first mm-hmm. two games out the gate when everybody was there, they were clicking and they were they were like offensively they were nice. Again, but that was against are, the Nets. Everybody knocks against the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. They they play they play Brooklyn and Charlotte. So like, yeah, <laughs> you, you got me. But like, they they just they just need a little bit more time, and I yeah. think that I think they'll be fine. I think that's the moral of the story. This is the one we're not going to overreact to. Yeah, not at all. It's just it just it just kind of leaves not even a displaceable taste in my mouth. I just look at your standings and Zion's. So I'm like, ah, I thought we'd do a little bit better. And I just go yeah. ahead and move on. Makes focus sense. on bigger issues. We got a lot of bit. We got serious teams with real issues they have to talk about. And Isaac, what's one of your teams? Yeah. Uh, so this isn't a serious team. This is a very unserious team at the moment. But it is a big issue in terms of what people are talking about. Yeah. And to me, I'm surprised that for the last few games, LeBron has been the biggest problem with the Lakers. Yeah. Which is <laughs> wild to say. Crazy Washington. to say on a team with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Washington. So what we mean by that. It's not to say that LeBron's garbage now. Nah, he's trash. He's struggling the past <laughs> week or so. He's had some really garbage games for his standards, obviously. Really for anybody's standards. He has not shot well from the field. So part of that is because he's playing through a stomach virus, which who knows oh, if LeBron how much actually infected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, playing there's that. But also, virus. he's just he has not looked good. Even when the first few games where he shot better and like last game he shot decently, he doesn't look like he did last year. Like... And a lot of people are saying that because obviously he lost a step, father time finally caught up. But I just want to talk about what you guys think of why he hasn't been good. He looks, <laughs> LeBron does not look engaged from a pure yeah. just like visual standpoint. Yep. He just doesn't The look, vibes are terrible. He doesn't look engaged and he looks like, 
he looks like Le- LeBron is at the point where he's like, listen, I'm just pulling up to to play basketball because it's like I just lifted. I'm just trying to get some cardio in real quick. <laughs> yeah. Have 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 some fun, and then I'm gonna go. That, that's really what it looks yeah. like right now. Yeah. And it's just like it. The like you said, like the vibes just aren't there. Nothing's really clicking. I think right now he's like, listen, let me just try to stay healthy. I'm not. I'm not trying to get hurt. We're gonna try and pass Kareem. He's definitely frustrated. You can you can see it, which I think is like a big problem that this year the vibes of the overall on the team have been decent because Darvin Ham's done a good job of like instilling that confidence in them. But as they just keep losing, you can just see it on LeBron's face, and he's never been one that's great when it comes to that. But like oh, he's yeah. been especially bad this year at just like the body language has been horrible, and I don't like doing all the what's he like in the locker room because like I'm yeah. not fucking there. I don't know what the dynamics are like, but. It just there's not not that like hustle and like tone setting you need from your best player on top of him shooting poorly and like when the demeanor doesn't match when you're doing bad it's kind of like hard to work with. When was yeah. the last time? When was the last time that you guys saw LeBron this checked out? Uh, because th- there's a, there's a right answer. Right, probably, probably last year. Last <laughs> no, I would. No, I would say I would say this checked out. It would probably be 2018. And yeah, I see what you mean. But where, he was where, appreciate where, that last year too. Right where LeBron literally said. I have to leave for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, yeah, ta- I'm taking two, funny. I'm taking two weeks off, which is still just like, crazy. It's just crazy that that he did that. But yeah. going in, going into that, like going into that break, everybody knew like, okay, the team that started on night one, that's not going to be the team come the All Star break. Like everybody's getting traded. The number one thing, and I really don't want to go into it, but obviously like the rust thing is just hanging over and it's like, okay, if we can get if we can get Buddy and Miles Turner for Rust, then let's make that deal and we could try to like build a team around LeBron and AD strengths. I just feel like he's waiting for that to happen and until that does yeah. until that does, he's like, Well, I'm not gonna like he's like, I'm thirty seven, like I'm in year yeah. twenty, I'm yeah. not gonna give everything I have. It's and one thing we're two like, and eight. It seems like he feels like it's not gonna happen. Like I don't I don't know. I'm just making this 100% up just based off of assumptions. Because, like, just yesterday, there was a press conference with Darvin Ham that came out. It wasn't oh, yeah. published across everywhere. Someone had to deep through the deep files of uh, the NBA.com yeah. site, which is pretty odd. And, um, like, he was talking about how, like, oh, this is the team that we're going to have. Uh, but we, don't, we can't go ahead and cash out on this and this for the future like this is what we're rocking with and so if i'm LeBron said too, that, like to be specific he said that rob plinka told him they're not going to go into luxury tax they're not going to be a repeater team yeah exactly which is crazy you're the exactly. freaking yeah. lost you're the los angeles lakers like can you stop being broke boys for two seconds mom and pop shop exactly yeah, and can you and can you pay the luxury tax yeah come on now yeah to be but so we're talking about all this stuff about lebron being checked out and stuff but there's been a lot of doom and gloom about like, oh, he's washed. He's finally got him. I do want to, you know, put that fire down a little bit and talk about the on-the-court stuff and why he's shooting so poorly. Because mm-hmm. it's not as simple as just like he sucks now. You know what I mean? Like he didn't just lose a step and mm-hmm. he's worse. Like he can't jump anymore. That's kind of a thing. His vertical is just gone. But yeah. it was gone last year too. Like this isn't anything new. Obviously, the the biggest difference is that people can see it is he's just smoking layups and shooting really terribly yeah. at the rim. Yeah. That's because the amount of rim shots he's taken that are contested has gone way up. Yeah. So in turn, so in turn, he's shooting sixty nine percent at the rim when he was seventy five percent last year. And why is that? Because we all know their spacing is spacing fucking is horrendous because they're by far the worst <laughs> shooting team in the league. Yeah. So like that's a big reason why. Like they're not doing him any favors with the team that's constructed around him. 
But even then, 69% of the rim is bad for his standards, but that's what it was in 2020. So it's not like it's unfathomably bad. Yeah. The and real reason that he looks so bad is because he's shooting a lot of threes and none of them are going in. Yeah. He's shooting 22% from three and 28% from floater range. How many Those threes are, is he shooting a game? I, I feel like it must be crazy. I feel like 6.2, I think. Whoa, 6.2? Yeah, 6.2. Nine's absurd. He's not that's, Steph Curry. That's Steph Curry numbers. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was okay, sure. 6.2 is a lot. It's less than last year, but it's a lot. Yeah. So if you're shooting six shots a game, making 22% of them, your st- your stats are going to be low. He's Russell so, Westbrook now. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Look out of the roles of Trevor Burst, but, dog. <laughs> but we know that he's not going to shoot to be the he's not going to be the worst shooter in the NBA all year. So we know, like we were talking about with the Heat defense, yeah. positive regression is coming. So when he gets back to his averages, which will never really happen in an 82 game series, I mean 82 game season, he's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna, he's still old LeBron. He still doesn't have that oomph he used to have, but yeah. he's gonna be fine. So is LeBron being fine in your eyes still a top ten player? Of course. Okay, good. I'm happy we're all on the same page. Uh, dude, if I'm LeBron, yeah, obviously, bro, like I, I'm just checking in there. Once his jump starts starts working, I'm just chucking it, bro. Take those six attempts from three and turn it to <laughs> eight, nine, like I said. Because at this point, it's like, bro, technically speaking, right now, from my point of view, the Lakers are eliminated from the playoffs. They're two and eight right now. And what that means is that they have to win like 60% of their games in the Western Conference from this point on to make the playoffs. That is not yeah, happening. Them boys are cooked. 60%? That's not happening. There were some stories that I leaked with Sham Sharania was reporting that apparently at this point the Lakers aren't considering trading first round picks anymore because they're just like, fuck it, why waste your future draft capital in this wasted year? Like yeah. it's not gonna get us to a point where we're gonna be contenders. So like, yeah. whatever. Crazy that that's at the point that if that's leaking is for a reason. If it's Sham saying it, so the fact that we're at that point ten games in sucks. And a big reason why it's happening is because the last few games that have been real make or break games for the record, LeBron's <laughs> been garbage. Yeah, exactly, bro. If I'm the Lakers, hate to see it. I would still go ahead and at least push for because if I'm being honest, you're not going to have an opportunity as good as an opportunity from right now compared to right now in the next 10, 15, who knows, maybe 20 years to go ahead and seriously pretend. 20 years, two decades. That's kind of a reach. 10, 10 years, 10 years is kind of a reach. 10, what are you talking about? They're still the Lakers. Let me find. This yeah. is what I told y'all, though. Go ahead and blow it up. Like yeah. if they are, if they are, if they're, if they're serious and if Palinka's serious about not trading Russ and not trying to make a contender now, yeah. Then what are you What's doing? The then trade, trade everybody. Did Look. you see Bill Simmons reported that? Bill Simmons reported that Anthony Davis is available in trades, but it's like it's fucking shit. Bill Simmons. So who yeah. gives a shit? <laughs> but like, it's not a real story. But he did say that. And I, I did. Should, I did tell you that a couple it. weeks ago. Like they should go ahead and trade Anthony Davis for what? I don't know. I'm not the one for that right now, bro. But definitely <laughs> if you're trading Anthony Davis, you gotta trade LeBron and go full rebuild. Nah, but nah, it's like, and that's what they should talk. That's what they should do. I am. You're I'm not trading pro, Anthony Davis. To I'm have a pro better team around LeBron. Like what are we doing? I'm pro rebuild right now. Okay. Well. Conversation for another day. The thing that surprises me is LeBron's play, and yeah. I think he'll be fine. But it's been concerning that he hasn't been fine so far, especially when you need him to be extremely good to win these early games, have a chance to prolong your season. If this cold streak from his continues, Criminal. their season's going to be over before it begins. Criminal. Rob Polinka should be. And the fact that we will be able to say it's LeBron's fault is crazy. 
It's yeah. Rob Palenka's fault. How dare you ask oh, a 38-year-old yeah. man to go ahead and please carry my team? That's Anthony Davis' fault, too. How the fuck is it? I have to give... Yeah, I'm shut on the Anthony hell. Davis. Anthony Davis has been the best player on the team by Listen. far this year. Anthony Davis has been just fine. He's been yeah, great. He's, he's, been, he's been cool. Yeah, just fine. The best player on a 2-8 team. How good is that? How great is that, if we're being honest, bro? Yeah, like, well, you, like, you said, like you said, thank Rob Palenka. <laughs> That's your answer. I, I, I feel sorry for Anthony Davis at the same time because it's like this dude went through so many injuries. And like I, I remember a couple of years, a couple of years ago when they won their first championship, he was fighting through like an Achilles injury, damn near tore his shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, he's had, he's had so much years of his prime just sliced off. So I'm like, yep. But it's it's funny hitting Anthony about. Davis though, so I like it. We talk about <laughs> that, like LeBron has no spacing. Anthony Davis is not spacing either. Like, oh, he's yeah. still a rim scorer as well. Like it's not easy for him either. Like yeah, I don't know. We we give him so much slack that we don't give to other people in the same situation. Just say quiet. He's supposed dude. to. Say it. I know you want Whatever. To say it. I don't give a shit. We're, this is an Anthony Davis topic. <laughs> Donovan, what's your next thing you're surprised by? <laughs> Surprise. We're talking about some more two and eight basketball teams. Um, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Nah, I'm very surprised at the Magic and the Pistons and the fact that they haven't won more games. I think, mm. I think com- coming into this year, we saw the foundation for both of these teams and it was like maybe one of them can be frisky enough to start to like creep around the the 10th seed or like the 11th and 10th seed and if everything breaks right they could do that right now detroit is three and nine and orlando is is two and eight and so it's like i'm 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 very, very surprised about at both teams that they haven't been able to to win yeah. more games. And it's like they're yeah. they're they're young they're young teams, they're still learning how to win. This concern is more for Detroit rather Absolutely. than Orlando. Yeah, as I say, Orlando's been injured a lot yeah. too. Orlando and listen, Orlando has been in a lot of games and they've competed very, very well. Yeah. They've been in nine clutch games this year. They're one and eight, which is absolutely ridiculous. And so like define I, what clutch games are real quick for people. Yeah. So so clutch games are games that are they are games that are within five points, where the teams are within five points of each other within in the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. And so they've been so close in, finishes. Yeah, close finishes. They've had leads going into the fourth. They've had leads late into the fourth quarter, and they just haven't been able to finish. That's a product of like young teams learning how to win. That's that's gonna that's gonna be fine. And it's like the the defense it, it is it is what it is. Fourth, 30th, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last. The yeah. worst. They they're well, Actually never mind, my okay. bad. That's Detroit. Detroit's thirtieth. Yeah. Orlando's twenty third. Orlando is yeah, so Orlando, according to NBA.com, they're 19th in offense, 25th in defense. Detroit, on the other hand, is 29th in defense, 26th in offense, 15th in pace. And the shot distribution on defense is relatively the same as it yeah. was last year. So, like, the defensive scheme is kind of the same. But they're allowing, yeah. they're allowing like, more long twos to go in. So that's a little bit of luck because, like, that's the shot that you would want people to take. But at the same time, this is back-to-back years where you're at the bottom of the league in defense. And and I want to I wanna know what you guys think. My big problem with Detroit is if you have two young guards, and you have Cade okay. Cunningham and you have Jaden Ivey, why are you not top five in pace? Why are you not running <laughs> up and down the floor every single time? You have, you have Sadiq Bey who can shoot. You have Boyan who can shoot. I'll tell you shoot. what. Please tell, please tell me why. Because if you are a young team, simple. if you're a young team and you can't play defense, that's what we're, we're just turning this into a track meet, and we're just getting shots on goal, and that's yeah, all yeah. we're gonna do. One, one. Kate Cunningham isn't a isn't a super fast player. Like he's mm-hmm. not Jaden Ivey, so that's one thing. 
Two, you can only run out in transition when you get a stop on defense. <laughs> when you're the worst defense in the league, how many times do you have to get out and run? That's like that's literally what it is. You yeah, can push. You can push sense. off of. You can push off of off of makes. And even though that Cade is yeah yeah you can. And even though that Cade isn't super fast, we've seen. We've seen guys who haven't been like CP3 isn't somebody that I would say is super, super fast. We still see him be able to, to push the pace up and down. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean like foot speed. I just mean that he's not like he's not he's not running a transition like De'Aaron Fox. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like yeah. when your your team is built around your star player and he's not a push the pace kind of guy. But you're right. That should that probably is an area they should improve on, especially with Jay Nivey coming in. But like I said, it's tough when your defense is so bad because one, obviously transit pace doesn't mean like how fast you run. It's how many possessions you get yeah. up. And it's just, it's so much harder to get those possessions up where you're not getting transition opportunities. And I'm sure if I look right now, their transition frequency is probably almost in the last in the league. Yeah. It's it's some it's something to where, like, at least an easy fix to where you can you can try and get some some easy points off of off of a make and try and and try and like manufacture some type mm-hmm. some type of, of quick offense. Because again, in the half court, if you're not if you're not able to to create stuff. You have to find you have to find ways. If you're not getting those stops, you're not getting those long rebounds to try so, and like push the pace. Like that's just that's an easy way while you're trying to like manufacture your offensive system. Yeah. So I got the numbers pulled up. So their transition frequency is twentieth. So they're not the worst at getting out in transition. Like they do it better than ten other teams, I get at least. <laughs> but they are 29th in points per play when it comes to transition. So mm-hmm. like even when they get out there, they fucking suck at it. So I think the problem might just be their players aren't good. At the end of the day, <laughs> they got Kelly like, Hayes coming off the bench and fucking what's his name? It's very, it's, but that's but that's shock. That's shocking though because like, is it? I think so. I, I think, get what I think you it were is. high on them. At least at least the starting you, five. At least the starting five has has a lot of. I think all of us like Cade Cunningham. We like yeah. Jaden mm-hmm. Ivey. Boyan is a good player. Sadiq Bay is a good player. Isaiah Stewart has made some leaps as well. Like, it's not like you're completely devoid of talent in Detroit. It's all right. So, um, I think the biggest thing is one, you, underest- you underestimated how long it takes a rookie point guard to get going. Yeah. Jay Navi's been promising and he's been like showed flashes. He's not a good NBA player right now. He's not above average impact. Like, his rim finishing and transition moves have been as great as we could hope for. He can't fucking shoot. Like, watching him shoot's disgusting yeah. at the moment. And two, the biggest thing is underrating how important Jeremy Grant was. Having that type of veteran in the, in the, on the team that isn't like, some amazing top player for a team, but like, is still their best player. Like losing him is kind of tough. What was well, their record? I need. To, I'm looking. Need, I'm looking at. I'm looking at Jaden Ivey's stat right now. It looks like his shot. His shot isn't that bad. He's shooting better from three than Kate Cunningham right now. And I feel like when when I watch a lot of Pistons games, specifically maybe two or three Pistons games, one of them he was playing against the Hawks, so it was really easy to catch up on. Um. I feel like Cade Cunningham, he's he's just naturally like a pass first player who just happens to be really fucking good at like scoring the ball. He's just unstoppable. <laughs> at times yeah. it looks like that. Kind of like Jokic is in terms of just like pure instincts. He likes to get others involved and then he feeds off of others. And at times I feel like he he has trouble with like actually getting himself going just because he's so focused on getting everyone else involved. There's been plenty there's been a few games this season where he went crazy in the first half, dropped like 26 or 27. And then to follow up in the second half, he drops four points. What the hell happened? Yeah. It's just little <laughs> things like team. that. Bro. It's just little things. Yeah. Like I see why you would hope for a big jump from these teams, but yeah. I think it just goes to show you that with these young type of teams, progress isn't linear. 
it's not like every year they get five wins better and five wins better until it becomes this core. It's it takes multiple years of being garbage and then it all comes together as the players like hit their stride. Like when yeah. all your players are young, every young player is pretty much ass for the first few years and then it clicks. It's not that they get a little less ass, a little less ass. Yeah. And when I say ass, I mean ability to impact yeah. winning on a high level. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it just goes. Good. Good. I was saying especially when it comes to like teams that are built around young point guards i feel like that's the hardest position yeah. to play in the nba right now like it takes a little longer always unless you're like generational yeah so i just think it should probably just impact the way you think about young, we should think about young teams going forward is that like we i think we kind of do this a lot like a lot of people see when players get drafted and like oh this young core is so good they're going to be a good team like people did that with the rockets after they had that draft where they drafted Jalen green josh christopher garuba and oh, yeah. like all those people they're like oh they're gonna be a nice frisky team and then they were fucking horrendous and got the number three pick. Like, it just, it's not as, what, what talent on paper doesn't always equate to productivity in the beginning of their it's, careers. It's not, it's not. But my, I guess my thing is, I'm surprised that, that like, the Pacers are yes, five and you five. Are low you, on the you, know, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, there's, there's gonna, there's gonna be teams every year that are like, that are that frisky team. And so, in my eyes, I'm just surprised that Orlando isn't and Indiana is, especially. Orlando still could be though. Especially they they they're frisky, but they're not closing games. And like I, again, I understand that's just that's just young young talent, young core trying to know but how to win. It's not even just that they don't have Marco Fultz, they don't have Cole Anthony, Jalen Green missed time. I mean, Jalen Suggs missed time. Jonathan Isaac is somewhere. I don't know if he's oh, a basketball player anymore, but he's somewhere as a person. Like, right now, bro. He's yeah. done. He's done. He hasn't played. He hasn't Even played okay. basketball for if two years, and they still said he's not ready <laughs> to like to practice. Yeah. He's uh, the friends we made along the way at this point. But even without him, <laughs> their three guards have all been injured. Like there is better to come with the Magic once they get healthy. You would assume. But the problem is the Magic are never healthy for some reason. Their team is just drastically injured every year. So. We'll see if they finally ever see their full team. I have high hopes for for Orlando, and i i want I want to see them them get better. I'm, and you've known this about me for years. I've really like wanted the the Pistons to be to be good, but I'm like, I'm I'm kind of close. I don't know why? <laughs> Listen, I I have I have no idea either. I just really I just really rock rock with them. But like, I I hope that um, I hope I, I hope likes Big Sean a lot. Listen, Big Sean, top one. Listen, top five, top top five favorite favorite, but like Ooh. top five rappers named Sean, maybe. <laughs> I, I said favorite. Come on, uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do that. I listen. Long, long story. Long story short, Orlando has a high ceiling, and I think that they can like. I hope that they can start closing out these games because they've looked pretty okay. solid. They've looked okay. Nah, screw all that. Imagine they go ahead. <laughs> and I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want them to go ahead and close out any games, bro. Maybe a few for the sake of Paolo's development and, and whatnot. But screw that. At the end of the day, I want to go ahead and see them tank so hard, and I want them to land Scoot Henderson. That is the missing piece. That'd for be nice. Team. That'll be fuck that. I want them to add Victor Wambanyama. You can't. Right, now that's Od. Bobo just finally went ahead and got his stride. You could you a imagine Bobo the lineup? Victor of lineup? Franz, oh, Paolo, Paolo with a three. Franz with a two. Yeah. Oh, that's disgust. That's just way too. Suggs, big. Franz, Paolo, Bobo, Victor. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's no. a solid twenty-seven wins right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh, that is. Man. All right, we're at forty-five minutes. We've been through four teams of the nine. 
Ooh, we got to speed this up. Yeah, that's Mo, crazy. what's your next surprising uh, team? Next surprising team. I'm going to keep this super short because this team is super ass, and I don't want to talk about them because they're going to kill my <laughs> vibe. The, the, I was about to say Milwaukee. The Minnesota Timberwolves. What the fuck is going mm. on with like, I, I, Bro. You know I, what's going on with them? We were on the same page about D'Angelo Russell going going crazy this season simply because, like, he doesn't have a sport, a floor spacer, but at the same time, he kind of does with someone like Rudy Gobert, yeah. who's like a vertical threat. Yeah, we all thought finally having a role man for the first time in his career would unlock D'Angelo's passing. <laughs> and the problem is nobody's passing can be unlocked because their offense is fucking disgusting and stale and nobody knows where to stand because two big men both want to stand in the paint and post up. So there's nobody for D'Angelo to pass to. And there's nowhere for him to go to when he's trying to create his own shot. So he's shooting abysmal from the field. He's putting up like 10 points per game in the last five games. Like everything's been bad. And it all comes down to they didn't, they overestimated how easy they'd be able to adjust having two big men playing the floor at the same time. Yeah. Y'all got it. I'm going to just sit back and I'm going to, I'm just going to run. Let me me get this. When they first made the trade, I made a TikTok saying this trade is mid. Everyone's overreacting and saying they're going to be good. But the problem is you're going to put the ball in. Carl Anthony Towns' hands on the perimeter, and he's going to have a big man standing in the dunker spot. And he's not Kevin Durant. He's not going to create off the dribble like that. And it's just no chance that they can both play adequate defense or adequate offense, being two true centers. So just a hasty over trade. the course of the offseason. Over the course of the offseason, I let y'all gaslight me into thinking they're going to be good, thinking they're going to be this regular season wins machine. They're not. You gaslight yourself. They're not going to be good. Yeah. I I Look at him. Myself. Not taking a Calibrity <laughs> for his bad takes. <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean y'all, you two. I meant the no. general NBA community. Yeah. I was convinced that they'd be good. They're not going to be good. They never will be because yeah. playing two centers that are fucking slow-footed and large human beings that are not fast in the modern NBA is idiotic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's what it comes down to. We all, I think ha, we all just ha. were so happy for the Timberwolves because they finally just made like a... Who was happy? This was the, not you. You're not happy for anyone, right? <laughs> but yeah, like, you're a hater. Just most people were happy for the Timberwolves. This is the biggest move since like Jimmy Butler, the Jimmy Butler era that they had. And like... A lot of people were like, yo, maybe this is the year that they can go ahead and become a top four seed and actually make somewhat noise, a little bit more noise in the playoffs and don't be such a disappointment like last season versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And a lot of people put a lot, whole lot of stock into Anthony Edwards in his second year leap or was it, is he in the second year? Yeah, third, third year. Third year, third yeah. Year. Third, third year leap and Anthony Edwards as a whole, his body language, as you've seen, you've seen we've all seen those viral bro it's not his body language his verbal language too he hates yeah. this shit he yeah. to, every chance he gets he talks about there's no spacing and he can't do his job because there's no spacing yeah exactly and he's like he's talking it seems like ever since the season started he already made up in his mind like this is just not gonna work bro he don't even mess with rudy like that at yeah. all so who does yeah. <laughs> uh, this team is just nasty. nobody NBA likes him this team been trying to tell y'all i've been trying to tell y'all i this is the, this is the only thing that i'm gonna say about this i've been trying to tell y'all cat is Cat's not him, and Rudy Gobert is whack. And yeah. you put both of them on the same team. What, what do you expect? What do Damn. you expect? You're lame, and you're not him on the same team. So now this question disaster. has to be asked: What do they do now? I feel like this is a wild take, but they're gonna end up being. It's gonna end up being. It's either me or him situation between Cat and Anthony Edwards, and I feel like they're gonna go ahead and just get rid of Anthony. I'm not Anthony. My bad. Car Anthony Towns. They're not good at either of them anytime soon. What they're going to do is they're going to try to fucking figure it out and give it the season and hope they can figure it out. It's going to be difficult because you can't just get rid of Rudy Gobert after you just traded for you him. You can't do that. They gave up a million picks for him, and you're not going to get But you can give back. up a million more picks for someone like Carl Anthony Towns as well. Yeah. So 
maybe that's where the decision they come to, but but at the end of the day, their long-term vision is going to be Anthony Edwards and Cat playing together because having the slashing guard and spacing yeah. big is a great formula. So do you let Rudy Gobert come in and just you just going to decide to pick Rudy over Cat? Like, what are we doing? Well, yeah, yeah it's, they it's, funny, be... it's funny because it's funny because they're going to end up trading Cat, and then they're going to be Utah Utah Jazz light with yeah, with an exactly. athletic two with, with the with the lesser version of Donovan Mitchell athletic two, and then an aging Ooh. Rudy Gobert, and Ooh. that's all you're going to have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is tough because they, they gave up so much for him. They gave up all the picks as if he was Kevin Durant. Like, it's such an all-in move, and then it yeah. immediately doesn't work. Like, that's fucking that's cruel. My what, they, what do you do? Like, yeah, they uh. could go ahead and, like, trade for Car- trade Car- Anthony Towns away and get most of those, if not more, assets back. But at the end of the day, it's just like, bro, you just wasted your time, and you look like one of the biggest embarrassments in the entire yeah. NBA. They're not going to trade Cat. Maybe they, if, they it, have to. if it continues to fail, maybe they try to trade Rudy Gobert at the deadline, and they're not getting the four picks plus Walker Kessler back, but... Can they get three picks from somebody else? Maybe. Like, it's still Rudy Gobert. He's still as good as he was. Like, somebody would probably pay three, at least two. Like, maybe you count your losses and just do that. I say all this to say, yeah, yo, they, they just looking like they missed a number. Hey, wait, what's that? Wait, what they say, Dom? They say 21, 21, do something for me. Uh, yeah. 21 on the Lakers <laughs> right now. Patrick Beverly, they missing that man heavy right now. That intensity looks completely gone. Someone to keep Anthony Edwards in check at times? That was him. The Lakers got him. I don't see that intensity. It doesn't look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> next team. They suck. Uh, they suck. Yeah, they they're, they're not. They're not fun to watch. They're actually abhorrent to watch. Like the opposite of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's let's go the other way with my next team. Okay. But I'm gonna focus on a player. We've talked at length about the Utah Jazz and how they're the surprising team. I think they're like eight and three now. Like they just keep on chugging. The thing. The thing I'm most surprised by with them is Lowry Markkinen. Uh-huh. The past five years of Lowry's career, he's been an absolute joke. He's been a borderline draft bust that everyone makes fun of for being... His People were talking about him like, oh, is he going to be the next Dirk for the team that drafts him? Yeah. And he was just ass. He wasn't particularly good at anything. He had one good shooting year, then had like three poor shooting years. He couldn't defend. Last year with the Cavs, they ran this uh, three big lineup, and he looked solid. You kind of started to feel that maybe something was you know, like going in the right way for him. But this year, he is so good on the Jazz He's been their go-to scorer, averaging 21 points per game, but he hasn't had like any plays ran for him. He hasn't been on ball at all. It's purely been being off ball, being a cutter, pick and pop, all the type of things you need from somebody with his type of skill set. He's been what you wanted for him when you drafted him. So I just wanted to give some props to him, and I've been so pleasantly surprised by him. Yeah, I feel like the Chicago Bulls, early on when they drafted him, they tried to go ahead and prioritize him, but he just wasn't there just yet. And then once other players started developing, things just started changing, the dynamic of the team and direction started changing, you kind of just put him in the back burner and be like, yo, it's in his corner, catch a couple threes. And he just, I feel like he just didn't do enough stuff. And he started to find his rhythm with the Cavs a little bit. And now it seems like the Utah Jazz, kind of just like a misfit, throwaway, whatever you want to call it. And, like, this is the perfect situation. Like I, like I said, I think last episode of the podcast, every play young player's career is purely situational. And I feel like Larry Markin, he probably, I don't want to say he's always had the talent, but it's always been there. No, he's better now. Like he, yeah. he was bad the first few years. Like, he's gotten better. And, like you said, it's situational because he's not, they're not running through him like we're trying to do in Chicago. They're not trying too hard to force it. Yeah. Just the way they play, just the flow of the game, whatever comes to you, comes to you. Yeah. He's just really good at that, finding ways to score in a very free-flowing offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very surprised by Lowry. The one thing that, like, that has caught my eye this year with him is that he, he low-key sucks from three. 
right? He's he's taking yeah. he, he's taking the same amount of, of threes, right? He's around like six threes a game. For his career, like in, in Chicago, he was 36%. In in Cleveland, he was at 36%. He's under 30% from three right now. Bro, and he's, he's having the best everybody. And he's having the best scoring year of his career. It's it's Bro, he's, crazy. Watching him go into the Lakers and just just feast at the rim. Like he's so hard to stop at the rim right now, just going off of cuts. You see Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler pick and roll, maybe Kelly Olenek doing their thing. And then you just get a backdoor cut from Larry Marketing to dunk on top of Anthony Davis. Like he's so hard to stop, just free flowing doing his thing. The whole the Marketing is the like he's the individual representation of what the Jazz were because all of us yeah. all, none of us none of us wanted to give the Jazz any any type of time in the offseason cuz we were like listen they they're, they're going to yeah. suck they're going to tank they're they're getting victory they just got all these things from from all these from all these trades and now they're at the top of the west and like they they're playing extremely well and Lowry is like again he's the embodiment of that where you just have some guy who's written off and now he's balling. So, yeah. like, listen, shout, shout out to Lowry. Shout out to the to the Jazz. Shout out to Danny Ainge for, yeah. I don't like saying he, shout out Danny No, he, Ainge, he's but. probably mad. He's probably mad. He, Bro, he's allergic to building bad teams. Like, yeah. He yeah. just wins. Yeah, exactly. It's like when it comes to his rebuilding, he's one of the best. But in terms of making that next shift, that next step, I feel like he's kind of, I don't know. He ran into Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving is just not bad news. Maybe I shouldn't blame him that much or whatever. But now I feel like the Utah Jazz are in a position to where, like, instead of tanking for someone like Victor Wembanyama, they can be on the hunt for their next disgruntled star and potentially add that piece, shift things a little around, shift, shift things around a little bit, and like be a contender once again and take things times ten compared to where they were just just a year ago. Yeah, bro. They have, they have like eight future draft picks yeah. from. Yeah. The Cavs and the Timberwolves, like this is loaded, peak like dude. retooling, bro. Peak retooling right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, they're gonna retool, not rebuild, and maybe maybe they're sellers at the deadline. They trade some people like Jordan Clarkson or Malik Beasley or whoever, but yeah. maybe they don't. Maybe they just be fun and play good basketball. Yeah, shout out Lowry though. Yeah. Shout so out. we're at 55 minutes right now. And we've all gone through two teams. Should we just cut it there and not do the third teams? Like, it's, yeah, we do, do want to go for two hours. Let's go to the third yeah. teams. Though. Yeah, let's let's cut it. Yeah. Okay, so but we're not gonna cut the show and end it there. We're gonna do our TikTok segment still because we gotta get to those. I gotta. The rest of, well, let's go through rapid fire. I have them written down what we're gonna talk about. Okay. I was gonna talk about the Clippers and them being horrendously mid right now. Their offense is 29th in the league or 26, whatever it was, something like that. Uh, 29th offense in the league. Yeah. They're incredibly mid, and we should be concerned about Kawhi Leonard's health. That's kind of what it comes down to. All right, I'll go rapid fire on my. My my big surprise is Memphis completely forgetting how to play defense. Um, they are twenty, yep. the the twenty fourth in in defensive rating right now. I think that they are going to be okay once once Jaron Jackson comes back. Right now, the the biggest change in terms of like last year's defense to this year is that they're 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 mid the short mid range right, which is like right around the paint floaters things of that nature. Yeah. That percentage has gone up, and that's because you don't have Jaron Jackson in the middle. Altering shots, yep. blocking shots. So once Saltiel Dom is good, but he's not Jaron Jackson. Yeah. So once 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 Jaron Jackson comes back, that that part of their defense is, is going to be okay. We're probably going to see contender Memphis again. I'm with it. Yeah, most definitely. What's your last thing, Mo? Yeah. So my last team, my last team was the Boston Celtics. They're surprisingly the number one offense in the entire NBA, and that. I don't want to say that's a complete surprise, but it it, caught, it should catch some people off guard. Now, it didn't yeah, catch a little bit. me yeah. off guard completely because this entire offseason, I feel like a lot of people were underrating just how valuable someone like Malcolm Brogdon was. I don't know why, but this man is like, he's one of my favorite role players in the entire NBA. And 
it's a random left field thought, but he reminds you of Barack Obama. I don't know why you take take that for what you will. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know what we're talking about right now, but he's just he's <laughs> You're just, just comparing that black special. people. Yeah, <laughs> he's just that skills. special. He's just that special right now, and someone of his presence with his skills. <laughs> the reminder is because of specialness. Whoa. What? Wait, specialist Barack Obama. Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, wait, what are we talking about right now? I just see you spit up water. What is going on? What are you talking about? Could you just call Malcolm Brandon special? You just said he's special the same way Obama's special. What are you wait, talking about? Wait, I did about? say that. I'm running my mouth right now. <laughs> I'm running, I, I didn't catch you. I didn't catch. What are you talking that. about? Whoa! I didn't catch. I didn't catch that. Right. I'm running my route right now. <laughs> Holy shit! You you bro, you bro, set what? me up. You set me up. You know it's bro, 11 what? o'clock right now, and I'm tired. All right, you set me up. <laughs> you threw in the word special, and then I'll as I was running through my little no, dialogue, you, you <laughs> called Malcolm Brogdon special. No, <laughs> you said he's generational. I said generational. <laughs> he's he's such a great mind. <laughs> no. Anyways, Malcolm like, Brogdon, what do you think about healthcare? Anyways, like I was saying, people. that Malcolm Brogdon people, effect, Brogdon. that Malcolm Brogdon effect is a is a <laughs> lot more potent than a lot of people think. Now, sure. what's interesting yeah. is that their defense has been one of the worst in the entire NBA, and that's what they've been known for since last year. Since they had that whole turnaround last year, currently they're ranked like twenty third or twenty fourth or something like that at the defensive end, and that's completely uncharacteristic for them. But they've still been pretty damn good, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference still, regardless of the fact. And now it just makes me think, like, you have to assume that their defense is eventually going to catch up to them, and they're going to be right yeah. back where they left off doing but, with the And Memphis. Robert Williams is going to come back yeah. eventually. They'll doing. be all right. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be good. So them being asked to defense is just kind of surprising. That's all. Yeah. I expect, like you said, it'll come back, but do they come back to being by far the best defense in the league like last year? New coaching, Malcolm Brogdon's in here, new pieces around. We'll see. Facts. All right, let, let's get so, to these TikToks. Let's do it. TikTok. First one, we're going to talk about John Morant. John Morant has been the big topic of discussion early in the year because he's been electric. So, I'm going to name some NBA players. You let me know if you take them or John Morant. Come on. Simple. Damian Lillard. I'm taking John Moran because he's been healthier. He's on the court more. Has he? Yeah. He's, he hasn't been the pinnacle of health himself. John Moran this season so far? He hasn't missed any games. Well, I, mean, I just mean the past few years. Like, I mean, uh, John Moran gets hurt every year, too. Uh, yeah, but so far this season, Damian Lillard has already missed a couple games, and he's had a couple Okay, when they're both healthy, jump. who's better? When they're both healthy, Dang. who's better? Damian when they're both Lillard. healthy, it's Damian. It's Damian Lillard is better when he's healthy, for sure. But I'm talking about this season, it's John. Okay, I just been go, going forward. Who would you rather take? I mean, go, going, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so look. yeah, it's okay, going, going, going forward. Who's better yeah. right now? Who's better? Going, going right forward, now, give me Dame. Right, right now, I will take. I'm, I'll take Dame. I'll take Dame. I'll take Dame because it's it's very it's very clear. He came back and instantly Portland got back up, and it's like, oh wow, we yeah. we forgot yeah. like he actually did earn his top seventy five spot. Like he, yeah. he's him. It's tough. John Moran's been amazing, but before he got hurt, Lillard was being. Basically, just as good. Like he was looking electric. Yeah, I'm gonna give Lillard the nod. I'm I'm gonna give Lillard the nod for now, the but nut. I won't be shocked if Jaw passes him up over the year. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Jason Tatum. I'm taking Ja. Over Tatum. I'm taking Ja right now. He's been Ja's oh. Ja's been crazy this year. He's uh, been, it's Jason Tatum. I don't know if I it's can. Ja Morant. That. I don't know if I it's can. Ja okay, Morant. I mean, it's not crazy. Listen, if you said that last year, I would have called you a moron. Yeah. But I think Josh played himself into that tier, but 
I still got to go Tatum just for the two-way impact. Yeah. Like, he's not the playmaker that Jai is, but his scoring is on the same level. Defense is the much defense better. defense is so go different, bro. The defense is so different. That's what really separates him in my mind. Mm. Listen, it's early. I don't hate you for it, though. It's early, right? Jai's three-point shooting is at 46% this year. That's obviously, true. that's going to go down because that's, like, prime Steph yeah. Curry is on, like, is on fire better. numbers. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Yeah. But like, listen, if he can, if he can stay at like thirty five and be respectable from there, it's, it's John Morant. Like, yeah. I, we shouldn't sniff at it. Yeah, it's, it's not crazy. I disagree, but it's not crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about Trey Young? John Morant. Ja. Trey's ja. been not that yes, he good. Doesn't. He's been shooting. Yeah. Isaac, why would you put him on this list? Why would you do that to me right now? You why? Hey, 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 hey! I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> Set him up. Him. I don't even want to go into Trey Young's not even shooting forty percent from the field, but I expect Trey Young to be better at the end of the season. And I'm believing that. Is Trey Young overrated? Get out Ooh. of Nah. Okay, what it is, Trey Young's been worse because he's trying to adjust to playing with DeJounte Murray, who needs the ball in his hands a lot, and he hasn't been great off ball compared to what we think it could be. So Jaw's been better, but I think yeah. before the season I was saying Trey's better, but I think Jaw's proven that he's probably on another tier now. As of Damn. now, I'm not. Trey's going not that to, guy. No, Trey is definitely that guy. Bum. Just, it, it, not it a takes franchise some time guy? to. It takes some time Bum. to actually adjust. A lot of players in the NBA. Are we gonna have to actually, trade Trey Young? Oh my goodness, bro! This dude is trying to make run my head into a wall right now. Do the Hawks <laughs> need to restart the rebuild? <laughs> restart the rebuild is crazy. Oh my goodness! Should they dump him for salary for oh, Russell Westbrook? Oh my goodness, bro! Uh, in your get dreams, some picks in your dreams, bro. A lot of players are not good at. Are not good when it comes to doing shit off the ball, and guys like Trey Young, who has immense potential off the ball, gets a spotlight for that because he, he has so much potential. Does he have immense potential off the ball? He definitely does, so just because of the I range. Don't, but I'm, he just I'm being, I'm being like 100% that serious. No, no, no yeah, he does. Serious. If you can shoot like that, I don't you think do. he does. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he does. I think that we've seen him from the time he was in college to now put himself as a player who needs the ball. I don't think that he is I don't think that he has like crazy upside as some off the ball guy. Like if if he it's like, just effort he to me. Can't, That's all it is. No, it's feel no. too. Not everybody can be Steph Curry by trying hard. Like it also has to He can't be Devin Booker off ball. Like 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 there's like there's there's level there's levels to it and I don't yeah. think I don't think Trey Young has that in him to to be running around and stuff like that. It's it's just not in his game. I don't it's, think he's equipped for that. It's not in his game Anyways, as we're of now because this. This our coach has not been able to unlock another level in this offense, even yeah, though we're already good offense as a, as a whole. We don't suck. We're in the playoffs right now, and you owe me $100 at the end of the season. So shut up. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Okay, back to the John Morant topic, the actual point of the segment. What about Jimmy Butler? I took Ja. Easy. Yeah, give me, give me Jaw. I'm not even thinking about that twice right now. In the playoffs, Easy. we can have a conversation, but for now, give me Jaw. Listen, listen. I get called a Jimmy Butler hater every day in the comments, so you know I'm picking Jaw. But it's hard to say it's easy. Like Jimmy is still that guy. He's averaging a solid I'm, twenty I'm points. Ja. I'm taking Jaw. Okay. I'm taking Jaw right. Fair now. enough. Okay. All right. Next one. So we we've talked a lot about teams we're worried about. Let's get an easy. <clears throat> TikTok version in there. So I'm going to name two teams. Y'all let me know which one you're more worried about. The Warriors or the 76ers? I'm more worried about the Warriors. I'm they, definitely, they, yeah. They, they, can't, they can't play defense right, right now. Steph Curry has to score a million points a night just for them to have a chance 
um, to to win. He had to score 47 for them to win by three against the Kings. I'm very, very nervous right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably more worried about the Warriors because I had higher expectations for them. I thought they were going to like go back to back. So the fact that we're seeing them be this bad, I'm really worried about that in relative to what I expected. Also worried about the 76ers' long-term goals, but I didn't think they were going to win the championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Olin B just needs to stop being lazy and actually turn it on mentally and look for some <laughs> in-season motivation like He's a lot of players hurt. need to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as for the Warriors, they've had for their t- on their term on their level of defense generationally the, over the last few years for them generationally bad defense yeah. they've never we've never seen them this bad and also their bench is really 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 bad as well they have one of the best five they have the number one ranked out, five man lineup in the entire NBA right now and, and it's by a wide margin as well but once they start picking dudes up off the bench, they completely drop off, and that just shows how bad they are. They're the best five man, but after that, bro, it's it's terrible. We're looking at you, James Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, James Wiseman got a. I don't know if he can figure it out, man. They should have. They should go. Are you two, Jordan Poole. Huh? Oh, so Jordan Poole too. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't been good. Yeah, Jordan Poole has yeah. been ass, but you expect okay. him to be better. Next one, Lakers or Nets? Nets, Nets. I'm I'm more worried about about the Nets. I think that I think. Listen, I think both teams should should blow it up. I think they're both done. Okay. I think they're both cooked. Yeah. But the Nets have two depreciating assets, and at least the Lakers, if they so choose mm. to, have have pieces to where they can kind of start a rebuild. Nobody wants Ben. Yeah. Nobody wants Ben Simmons. Nobody wants Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Nobody wants Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I'm definitely more worried about the Nets because at the start of the season, at least people were expecting the Nets to be a playoff team, a top six seed at least, or seven guaranteed. And at this point, moment in time, they're competing for the worst playoff spot or the worst spot in the in the Eastern Conference. So definitely more worried about these. I mean, definitely more worried about the Nets. I'm probably more worried about the Lakers because at this point, it looks like they're going to be out of the playoff race by December. So that's kind of fucking tough. How can you <laughs> be worried about something the Nets that was might cr- from the start? True. But on the other hand, the Nets might crumble as a franchise from the top down. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> concerning. Like... Could yeah. you imagine being what's their GM's name? Sean, I think. I'm not 100 percent sure. Sean Marks. Marks. Having to rebuild a similar like he came into the Nets when they were in shambles and yet he fixed the situation and now he's put himself back into a similar situation. Yeah. Probably even worse because these guys are actually good. So it hurts more because you know they would have worked together. And now you're gonna have to fix them yourself. And it's even harder to do now. Tough. Ah, it's a tough scene. Yeah. Okay. Last one. The Heat or the Timberwolves? The Timberwolves. We we are for the for the pure. Fa- I'm with you for for the pure fact, right? And away from basketball, Miami has an infrastructure. They have a culture that has proven themselves to be able to work out of work themselves out of issues. Minnesota's trying to build that. They just gave up all of these picks for Rudy Gobert, and they don't have any identity, any culture. And I have no faith in them to pull themselves out of the whole. Oh, I'm with you 100. percent The Heat have had a really bad start. I think they'll be fine. I do not think the Timberwolves are going to be fine by any stretch of the imagination. Playing two centers next to each other is not an experiment that was ever going to work. Yeah, Dummies. absolutely, bro. They're the, the, <laughs> the, the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to look like one of the biggest embarrassments in the NBA when they eventually, you heard it here first, trade Carl Anthony Sounds away for the mess that they started. Oh, my God. Book it. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Next one. We're going to run back something that we've done in the past. I'm going to name some players. Y'all going to guess their 2K ratings. Because the 2K just put out their first Bro, roster update you this know season. No, Muhammad be playing the game. It's unfair. He's I on 2K all the time. Don't be playing the game, man. 
<laughs> okay. So yeah, they, they just put out their first roster update. So we got some we got some new numbers to, to go through. Okay. So I'm gonna list some NBA players. You let me know what 2K gives. It. <laughs> Can't talk. I'm gonna list some NBA players. You guess what their 2K ratings are. Rattle them off. Donovan Mitchell. 91. 92. I was about to say 91. I'll go 91. Actually, no. If if most going 91, I'll go 92. You said 91 first. You stay stay 10 toes. Stay 10 toes. No, but you said 91. I'm not on your team. 92. What is your decision? 92. <laughs> 91. You're a bozo. It's 91. Fucking <laughs> freak. You should have stayed. You're not 10 toes. <laughs> you got bitch off your spot. Look at you. Yeah. That's, okay. Ben that's Simmons. On that's on me. Ben Simmons, 77. Yeah. Ooh. 66. Oh, Jesus. 66. 66? Yeah. He's a bum. He's a bum. Damn. Uh, all right. He's an 80 overall. 80? Still, damn. Ew. He was an eighty-three. He was he was an eighty-three to start the season. They dropped him down to eighty. You should still, be below that. That's still bro. too high. That's still too high. Sixty-six. Good lord. Yeah. That man needs okay. a headband. His name is Josh Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he's a doo-doo sir. Fifty-five overall. No badges whatsoever. Literally, <laughs> no badges. All right. What about Benedict Matherin? Ooh, 80, Ricky. That man 80. is nice. Did you say eighty-eight? No, eighty. Oh, can you okay. tell us what he was before? No. No. Yes, he can. You <laughs> wanted to say it too. No, he can't. No, can't. no he can't. Damn. It's not part of the game, Mo. I'm going to say... Okay, can you give me a context clue and tell me what Paolo Benchero's rating is? Say a shit. number. Say a number. <laughs> 82. He's averaging like 19 Donovan's right once now. again right. It is 80. It's 80 on the dot. The what? same with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons? Yep. Oh, my goodness. That's so disrespectful to Benedict, the greatest player of all time, as you would like Ben Matherin, bro. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, according to him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's, That's nuts, funny. Bro. All right. What about Shea Gilgis Alexander? Eighty-seven. Most closer. He's an eighty-nine. What? He's not a ninety. Okay. Damn. He's been fucking. He started monsters. off. He was eighty-seven to start the year, and they moved him up. So uh, baby steps. Okay. Yeah, he's okay, an okay. easy ninety in my books, bro. Defense. So we're both beat. right. So we're yeah. both right. <laughs> no, I think you're more wrong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your number is further away. <laughs> I think we're all right on this one. I just had a bad to play. I think we all have good guesses. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know more ball. All right, what about Zach Levine? Oh, this is 83. Tough. What? 83? Are you nuts? You laced? He's like an 88, I would say. You're using 88 exactly. Damn, maybe I do too. Play too good. This is crazy. I'm running for <laughs> Zach Levine. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Seems kind of high. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> okay. All right, what about James Harden? Uh, this is tough. He's an 87? I'm going to say 90. 87 is pretty low. Come on. He's not lower than Shake Kittles Alexander. But... He's an 89. He's the same as Shea. Oh, okay. I, I, I think that's, he should be. That's a win for me. Yeah, yeah that's the a, that's a, that's a first W, ironically. Yeah. It's a Harden W, too. <laughs> Overall, I think Donovan ran it this time. Most of them were right. Yeah. He bitched himself off his own spot with Donovan Mitchell, but he was right. I know ball. I know ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. I need you guys to pull up the group message on your computer and look at the jerseys we sent. Um, last week, remember those? That was a long time ago. Oh yeah, you only scroll up for days. 
right. yeah let me scroll I'll, let me find it so next thing we do is the nba well they didn't release it i don't think it leaked all the city edition jerseys so we're going to go through them and i'm going to have you guys tell us if they're a w or an l Oh, Can God, you send it to me it. again? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. We we finna get into this jersey bag. This is my lane. <laughs> this is li- this is what I live for. The aesthetics yeah. of basketball. Yeah, I know you love this shit. Let's do okay. it. Okay, so let me get that hook in. Y'all, let me know if these new NBA City jerseys are a W or an L. Ooh, let's go. The Spurs. It's a it's a slight W. A slight W. Are you insane? I this is the worst one on the whole list. This shit is garbage. No, it's garbage. Not through the complete opposite with that. These are kind of fire, bro. This Taco Cabana ass jersey. Look at that font. <laughs> <laughs> they're listen. They're they're cool. Anything that like I can understand that because it feels like they're doing the same thing that like ruined the Miami Vice jersey by making it like that weird color. But for the Spurs who. For years are just black and white. This yeah. is a little bit of creativity, so I'll give them. I'll give them. Give a little me a black credit. and white jersey over this bullshit. I'll give them a little credit. Yeah, this is an actual <laughs> W roll. This is different. This stands out by far more out of the rest. I don't think they're better than the rest, but they definitely stand out. This is a W. If I see you wearing this and you're above the age of fourteen, I'm cooking you. <laughs> you. You should listen. That's that's fair. And not now that you now that you say they do look like Six Flags jerseys. Donovan, you're switching sides. What are you talking about? These are actually no. I still like them. I still like both things can be true. Like, listen, Six Flags has some fire jerseys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about these Warriors ones with the rose on the bottom? I hate those. These are stupid, bro. You guys are disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, those are real nasty, bro. Who thought of adding a nasty ass like a fading rose to this was a good idea? This is you guys ever seen those? I'm not even going to get into it, but these are nasty, just nasty work. I appreciate the creativity and the trying to do something else, but they are, they're tacky. They're tacky. It is what it is. Why even have a rose? Is San Francisco a like rose? A rose out of everything? This is just, yeah, I don't know what it means. It probably means yeah. something to the city, but it looks like This is disgusting. Get this out of my face. Yeah. Bro. Get this out of my Tough. face. L. Okay. Next one. The Charlotte Hornets L. CLT jersey. Nasty. What does CLT stand for, bro? Cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes. The fuck is CL? Like, <laughs> no, this is terrible. I'm sorry. They could have like, yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, this is just terrible. Out of my face. The clit jersey. <laughs> clit jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is whack. I'm, I don't even have much to say about it. Yeah, it looks it like shit. That gold does not look good with the black. And the stripes are bad, and all that's very bad. stale, bro. It's very disappointing because Char has some of the best color schemes in the entire NBA. Yeah. Next one. This Trailblazers PDX one. I think it has potential. It has potential. Potentially to be one of the worst jerseys of all time, yes. <laughs> yeah. All time? No. The big old PDX, that's stupid. Uh, like, I know that's what they call it out there in Portland, but, like, that's just that's just kind of dumb. I don't hate the color scheme, though. But they yeah, sh- I like the colors. It's different. Uh, the, the trees and the stripe is all right. It's kind of cool. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. Maybe it's a W, but it's a light W. I hate when teams... I bet when we see... I bet when we see this one in person on the court, it'll look a lot better than it does in these leaked pictures. I hate when teams step way too outside of their comfort zone. If they already have good color schemes, why step out of that? Stay in your lane. Team like the Spurs, they go Mix ahead and up. they need to step out. They have to be outside of their lane because they're just gray and white or gray and black. Talk to them, Mo. Talk to them, Mo. Portland, you, you, you got that red and black thing going on. Like, just run with it still, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. I respect, I respect it. What about this Hawks jersey? You already know where I'm going. I'm going with an... No, stop it, Mo. Stop. (laughs) Stop. It's an L. 
It's an L. No, this is a W. What are you talking about? No, this is cool. No, we're going to be consistent for, for, for a couple reasons. One, the 11, look at it, has gradient. We don't do gradient on any. Ah, you're right. We hate gradient. We are an anti-gradient podcast, so it's an L there. And also, this is a knockoff of their own jersey, of their own city jersey that they had the yeah. the peach the the peach uh yeah the peach jerseys that they had a couple years ago yeah so right uncreative so and gradient L yeah I ain't gonna lie you know what I mean bring back the MLK jerseys we don't need this anymore bro no the other peach one was definitely better but I like this one a lot I like the stripes on the shoulders the the green I'm not green oops the orange with the kind of cream color it looks nice together yeah these are a W but I'm not a humongous fan of these I'm on Donovan's side okay next one the Clippers. They keep trying to do this red on this side, blue on this side. We're just going to throw a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo in the middle. What, what are we doing? What are we doing here, man? This shit is bad. I kind of like the mumbo jumbo in the middle with the text, the different patterns and tiles of color. I kind of like that. The red and blue on either side, the lack of symmetry is awful. I don't know what it is. It's like... It just maybe rubs it's me the, the wrong font. way. It just makes me mad. I That's don't know what why. I'm saying. It just makes you know it's crazy. The Spurs did the same shit, and y'all liked it. You ate it up. No, but it's something with this Clippers jersey that makes me feel like they're trying to make fun of the Mexicans. And it's like, oh my, I just I don't see it. I just I don't. I'm not <laughs> trying to make fun of the Mexicans. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It seems like they like. It seems like they have gone after the Hispanic community for years with their jerseys. <laughs> and we should really review what's going on in Los Angeles. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, well, as you guys can see, Mo's camera just turned off because he ran out of storage, as always, because he's extremely unprepared. <laughs> so I think we'll cut it off there. We got through six jerseys. So that'll be fun. Wow. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> They're coming for the Hispanic community. <laughs> we, we need to talk. We need to talk. Yeah. Bro, I feel like the Spurs was making fun of the Mexicans more. This shit is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're making fun of the Mexicans. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It's, it's an attack. It's an attack. It's like, it's, I'm telling you, it's like YG's Go Loco, but like on a jersey. It's, it's terrible. It's just hilarious. It's offensive. It is. All right. Well, as always, that's the end of the show.